Welcome back to Cold America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here today. Got a few things to go over. I'm going to start out. It's, so you know, it is currently uh, 4.03 a.m. Central Time. Uh, I just got done watching <laughs> the U.S.-Portugal and I have the Netherlands-Vietnam Women's World Cup games off. I'm going to start out with the Women's World Cup. For those of you that haven't been following, the U.S. women, when they picked this roster, they messed up. Badly. Badly. They did it based off of politics and name recognition rather than ability and talent and where they are now in their lives. They have some younger players that are there, but the old ones, the moms that they brought, and Megan Rapina is an absolute travesty of a selection to be on this team. Strictly cancer. As she is to all of humanity all the time, she is to this team. She didn't play in the last match. Everybody cried and complained because, oh, why didn't the purple blue haired lady get to go in there? No, she's a lesbian, so clearly, you know, you're a terrible person if you don't like her. The most of the best female athletes in the world are lesbians. Who cares? Care about that? I care that you're trash. Three for 23. She had the ball 23 times in that game. When she subbed in this game, 23 times. Only three times did she complete a pass. That was my stats. I was counting it as the game was going. So that's all. That's, that's just, that's not an official. That's for me. It's official. Watch the tape. She was trash. Alex Morgan, I love you. I love Alex Morgan. I do. How can you not? She's not getting it done. She's older. She's a step slower. You can see it. Julie Hurts. Julie Hurts is one of my favorites. You know, I like Zach Ertz. I like her. I, I like him. I, you know, but you're not you're not getting it done. No, no, you didn't. You didn't play well. Now Rose Lavelle, who should have been getting all the praise from the last Women's World Cup, who was our best player, has not played badly, but was clumsy in her challenge today. Got a yellow card. Was it a yellow? Maybe, maybe not. But she knew she was carrying a yellow coming in. And so she's out the next game. And we're going to lose that game. We're going to get beat by Sweet. You heard me. Mm. It's not official that we're playing Sweden yet. It's probably. We advanced out of the group in second place. And you're sitting there right now going, Coleman, why are you complaining when your team advances? Well, let me just tell you, it's only the second time ever that we haven't won the group. And we did it by winning one. We beat Vietnam. Woo! We tied the Dutch, and we tied Portugal. A win and two draws. And Portugal was the better team today. Portugal beat us on everywhere but the scoreboard. In the final minutes when they hit the post, I wouldn't have been shocked if the ball went in. They hit the post. That's what it that's what it was. They had the best opportunities. They dominated possession. They were the better team. 
We were not. They showed uh, Julie Fowley, Julie Fowley, and Mia Hamm, and a bunch of the old ones, uh, the old guards, sitting up in the stands watching the game. And I couldn't imagine how they felt watching this old, slow, lackluster, playing like individuals, not as a team. Play and after all that they fought for. These are the people that made it happen. Rapina and them just cried enough to get more money. Did they deserve it? Absolutely not. Did not own it. Did not own it. So let's take a look. I'm going to go through some of the groups here. Uh, Switzerland and Norway. I'm sorry. Uh, Norway wins the group. Switzerland got out of theirs uh, out of Group A with two points. Um, Australia won their group. Home side. Home team. Um, with seven points. Nigeria advanced in second. Canada won one and one. That's disappointing. Uh, you're out. Um, Japan, 11 points. I was like, nine points. Goal, 11 goals, four. They look good. Uh, Spain came in second in that group. They look good. Former Uni University of Alabama player on that Spanish team. You got some former UA players on a few of these teams, by the way. But uh, then you got England. Uh, they're about to play here in a minute. Uh, England is sitting on six points. Denmark sitting on three. China sitting on three. And Haiti on zero. Uh, those will be the next games coming up this morning. See who gets through there. The uh, Netherlands won the group. Seven points, two wins and a draw. The U.S. comes in second with five. Portugal was with four. That goal goes in. The U.S. doesn't even get out of group play. Mm. That's how close. Literally, the ball hit the post. That's how close the U.S. was. This U.S. team was to not getting out of the group. And the announcers were praising Rapita. Megan Rapita. The crowd cheered when she came in. I'm like... So you idiots just don't follow the game. You have no idea what's going on. You just know the name. Name recognition and politics pick this team. And it's a travesty. You want the women's game to grow? Doesn't It doesn't do so without winning. People love winners. Alright? That's the United States. We love winners. Deal with it. You want us to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and watch and follow? When? When? My mom texts me. We got up for this. Oh, I was still up. I don't know what you're doing. I was still up. My man Chip, I know uh, he and I have been talking about well, a long time. Oh, this is bad, Chip. It's bad. It's terrible. These people, much less should they be on the field. They should be on the team. They should have been selected let Robin, let the young ones play. Let the young ones go. Let's see if they can't play together instead of trying to create for themselves the whole time. <clears throat> Out of our group, we will probably play Sweden. Sweden is sitting on top with seven points. South Africa is... I'm sorry, they're sitting on top with six points. Italy has three. South Africa has one and Argentina has one. Sweden wins that group. That's who we see in the next round. Sweden has six points. 
seven goals for because they scored five and they scored two in the two games they played so far. And guess what? They're going to score some more. But five in their last game was stupid. And Sweden's look good. They play tomorrow morning. You'll see them. And then we're going to see them. And let me tell you, they're going to be tough. I'm just saying right now, I think Sweden puts the U.S. out. And it's not just out of this tournament. It's out of our misery. And it's out back to the drawing board. Scrap it. Coaching staff, bye. People that selected this team, bye. Old hags that aren't getting it done, moms, bye. Sorry, I attended the University of Alabama. And you know what I learned? If you don't demand excellence, you don't get it. Okay, if you don't expect to win, you don't. The, the, the Mississippi states of the world that celebrate mediocrity, when they celebrate you know, winning seven, eight games and getting to a bowl game, that's going to be your ceiling. Anything above that is gravy to you? No. It's championship or it was a bad year. We failed. Mission failed if you don't win it. That's it. That's been the Cubs' biggest problem forever is ownership sitting there going, well, we sell out every day. We sell more beer than anybody else in all the sports. They need one home games. You know all the baseball teams are up on top of everybody else with that. And the Cubs are on top of, of that world. More beer than anybody else. <laughs> we sell them. We're, we're, we're selling the beer. We're filling the stadium every game. Why do they have to put the money on the field? Why do they have to pay the players? The Jimmys and Joes will beat the X's and the O's most every time. Most every time. You got to have the players. You got to have the horses. That's all there is to it. So that is a little segue there as my rep on the U.S. Women's National Team no, it's, it's disappointing to watch them pick those, that squad. And it's disappointing to watch them play that way. It was terrible. And uh, we'll move forward. Am I going to pull for the U.S.? Of course. I pull for the U.S. in everything. I don't know much about... Everything I know about bobsledding, I learned from cool runnings. You know, I don't know much about a lot of Olympic sports. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm an expert on most of them. Yeah, but you know what? When the stars and stripes are on the jersey, I'm pulling for you. And I'm glad to see they're at least wearing that, the red, white, and blue. Unlike the World Cup that was in Canada, when we were wearing Nike highlighter yellow, because Nike apparently bought the United States. I thought we sold to China, but apparently we sold to Nike. I didn't like that at all. If you represent the USA, you wear the red, white, and blue. That's it. Period. Done. Not a debate. So let's jump over to baseball. America's pastime. Take a look at that. In the American League, remember that hot start that the Rays got out to? 26 and 6 or whatever? Yeah, they're 65 and 44, you know, which is, which is pretty good. But when you consider that start, you go, wait, they were 20 games over 500. Now they're, you know, what? 21? Okay, so they've been basically around 500 cents? Yes. In fact, they're 5-5 five and five in the last 10. And guess what? They're not in first in the division. The Baltimore Orioles are on top of the AL East. 
Six and four in the last ten, sitting up there on top. The Rays are in second, a game and a half back. The Blue Jays sitting there six and a half back. The Red Sox, nine games out. And the Yankees at the bottom of the East, ten games out. But let's look at this, 55 and 51. 55 and 51, they would be leading the Central. AL or NL. Doesn't matter. They would be leading it. We'll get into the wild card stuff. Today is actually Tuesday. Deadline day. I know coverage starts 8 a.m. And it's it's interesting as we get into that. The buyers, the sellers. And I talked about it last time. The New York Yankees, you're never sellers. You're not. They've got a bunch of guys on the DL. They've got, they spent a bunch of money. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> their DLs more expensive than some teams' rosters. You know, but they, they're not sellers. You know why? Because they're the New York Yankees. They can. And they expect to win. And let me tell you something. They get healthy. They get hot. It's not a team you want to see in the postseason. Just say it. They got a little history there. Over the AL Central, the Twins are on top right now. Only a one-game lead over the Cleveland Guardians. And the Guardians are a team that scare me only because of Terry Francona. That's it. Best manager in baseball. And they're 53 and 54. The Twins are 54 and 53. They're game back. Nobody else in that division matters because the Tigers, White Sox, and Royals, trash. Um... The Guardians are 5-5 five five in the last 10, and that is the best record in the last 10 of everybody in the AL Central. Over to the AL West. In the AL West, you got the Rangers still sitting up there on top. Half game ahead of the Astros. They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10, though. Astros, but they just made the trade. They got Max Scherzer coming. You got more help. The Rangers put the money out there, didn't they, baby? They put it out there. They're like, hey, we're going for it. All right. I'll get to this, but they traded Scherzer. They should probably trade Verlander tomorrow if I were the Mets, but I'll get to them. Um, the Astros, like I say, a half game back. We all knew that they'd be there when it comes to the end, and they're going to be there. The Angels, who made one of the boldest moves in the history of sports. They're four and a half out. They're seven to three in their last ten, though. 56-51. When they announced, when they started buying players and announced we're not going to trade um, Shohei Otani, I was like, wow. And you know what he did? They announced that that morning. They had a doubleheader that day. And he pitched game one. And he threw a complete game, one hit shutout. One hit, complete game. In game two, he went to DH and hit two bombs that day. Yeah, it's hard to trade that guy because you will forever be the manager that traded that guy. I guarantee you there's some Red Sox fans listening right now that can tell you the owner of GM that allowed them to trade Babe Ruth. You know, it's, it's forever. That happened. They let it. They sell it. That's crazy. Um, the the Angels, like I say, are sitting there four now back. The Mariners are only five back. They're seven and three in their last ten. And the Oakland A's, 
who are just complete trash, 30 and 77, 4 and 6 in the last 10. Listen, the Oakland A's, oh my goodness, the Oakland A's. Um, I, I, we all know how greedy they are. They had announced another reverse boycott their fans were going to do. The fans have let it out. Hey, we're going to have a reverse boycott while going to this game. And you know what the A's did? The A's raised ticket prices for that game only. Because that's how trash their owners are. And how much they apparently hate the people of Oakland. Which is just crazy to me. But it's happened. So, whatever, Oakland. Let's jump over to the National League. You got the Dodgers on top somehow. Four and six in their last 10. 59 and 45. But they have looked very pedestrian at times. Um, they're two and a half up on the Giants. Three and a half up on the D-backs. Eight and a half up on the Padres who thought that they could just go out and buy every possible name player they could get and it would magically work. And... That's not how baseball goes. And uh, the Rockies are 18 back and not good at baseball. Over to the Comedy Central. The Cincinnati Reds, it's their week to be on top of this division. As a lot of teams, not the Cardinals and Cubs, uh, but everybody else has been taking their turns. The Reds, they're 7-3 right now. They're in their last 10. Uh, they're 59-49, 10 over 500. Sitting, uh, sitting on top of the division. The Brewers, they, uh, they're only a game and a half back. You know, they're sitting there three and seven in their last ten, though. The Cubbies, who rattled off eight straight wins before losing their last two, they lost game three against the Cardinals. They lose, uh, today, Monday, uh, yesterday now, to the Reds. And that's a big series. You want to get back in it, you're five back. Now, the Cubs came out, and, and what a predicament they put the GM in. A week ago, it was, where will we, who will we sell Cody Bellinger to? Who will we sell Stroman to? You know, who else are we selling and where? And then we went eight straight, and the GM's like, we ain't selling anybody. In fact, we're buying. And we bought an infielder from the Nationals, which, awesome. That really, really inspired me, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what? Alright, let's see what you can do. Um, anyway, 8-2 in the last 10, though. That was fun. We're five games out in the first place uh, in the division. Uh, you got the Pirates sitting there at 10 and a half out, the Cardinals at 11 and a half out, and it's always nice to see the Cardinals at the bottom where they belong. Over to the National League East. The Atlanta Braves, 67 and 37, 30 games over 500, 6 and 4 in their last 10. 6 and 4 in their last 10 is not exactly where they were before that. You know, it's uh, they're not really hot, hot, hot like they were in June. Um, but as we talked about before, you can't maintain that never you know, the entire season. Uh, their loss today to the Angels, and good news for Atlanta, you don't have to see. Otani pitch against y'all this this series. Uh, he had a blister about a month ago, and they said that uh, they they actually skipped a start, like pushed back a start 
to where he threw in Detroit and stuff, and he'll skip Atlanta because with the heat in Atlanta, they didn't want him pitching there and possibly irritating that blister again. I thought they didn't want to pitch it there because the trade deadline is coming up while they're in Atlanta, and they didn't want him to get shelled at, and uh, yeah, and hurt the trade value. But they had already then they announced they weren't going to trade him beforehand. So yeah, could go a lot of ways there. The Phillies, Clay, your Phillies—they had second in the division, only eleven games out of first, five and five in the last ten, fifty-seven and forty-nine. Just hanging out, lurking in the weeds, waiting to make that run like they did last year to the series. Bryce Harper over at first base. We'll see. The Marlins, who beat the Phillies today, uh, Monday, uh, 57 and 50. Alcatara throws one tonight, so look out. Because the Phillies, uh, the Marlins are only a half game behind the Phillies. That could change tomorrow. The Mets, who are 17 and a half out despite spending $100 billion. Maybe that Edwin Diaz injury was a little even bigger than we thought, not having him. Uh, they traded Scherzer already. I personally think they should trade Verlander because when you're trading for prospects, you're not building for next year. You're, build, you're, not, you're not building for 24. You're building for 25 or 6 at best, right? So when you do that, when you do that, is Verlander going to be your guy then? I say sell him. I would, I would, you know, fire sell it. If they're older at all, if they're over 25, 26 years old, I'm probably looking at getting rid of some of them. Um, the Nationals have a team, kind of. They're uh, 23 and a half out of first. Although there are six and four in their last ten, nobody cares. So now when all y'all jumped in here for, because Tuesday night, 6 p.m., that is when T-Town Dark League playoffs begin. That's right, the playoffs. The number one seed, Third Dark Magic. Over at the Red Shed. They'll be hosting the eight seed, Short Shafts and Sticky Tips. Mallory and them actually played Third Dark Magic last week. They took three points off of them. They were two points behind the dark side going into that match. They Everybody knew the dark side was forfeiting their final match for whatever reasons. And Bowler and them did exactly what they had to do. They got three points. They got in the playoffs. And now Rutherford and, and uh, Ginger, Denny, and all them, they will all head over to the Red Shed this evening to try and pull what would be the biggest upset in the history of T-Town Dark League. Um, the biggest upset currently since we've gone to the 18 format is a 7 seed being a 2. When uh, my man, Wayne, the, the late great Wayne Myrick and uh, JJ and Hunger and Drew Rhodes went into top shelf and pulled the upset. They were the 7 seed. They knocked off the 2 seed. The next week the Cinderella story ended as they walked into the Red Shed to play Third Dark Magic. <coughs> I was on that Third Dark Magic team. <coughs> uh, anyway, but uh, I, so I, I definitely remember that because we, yeah, after we had won, we had packed up the gear and we're like, yeah, we're on the road next week. Uh, Keon actually made the joke that 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 night because I was like, hey man, I know you got the new boards in, 
I, I took them out of the box and I put them up for the night. And he goes, oh, for the one playoff game we'll host? Awesome. He goes, yeah, that's, that's great. Good call. And I went, well, you don't know. And because um, Winter Boozed, who was at a top shelf at that time, that team, went in and beat Hopper's team, we did host the next week, and we hosted the final, which we lost. But I was like, hey, remember when you made fun? Yeah. Now, but anyway, um, Short Shafts versus Dartman, I mean the third Dart Magic at the Red Shed tonight. The number two seed, the defending champion, Dartman Cummins. They will be hosting the Over the Hill Gang out of Galette's down there at Nocturnal Tavern. Now, being on the road is nothing new for uh, the Over the Hill Gang, as every game they played this year was on the road. That's how bad the summer has been on the Strip, and in Tuscaloosa as a general, as in general, is Galette's isn't even opening on Mondays and Tuesdays. Mm. Because it's so slow. They, they said... Yeah, we're not going to do it until we see signs of life in Tuscaloosa. And we still have it. We still have it. You know, so I get it. Uh, it it's a business decision. It makes sense. But the over-the-hill game, they'll go down there to play the defending champs. You know Sam Adams ain't scared. You know he ain't scared. Marvin, Ben Lowe, Sam Hall. They have somebody else on that team. I can't remember who it is. Though. Um. Anyway. They have a picture in front of me. Uh, oh, Fisher, Fisher! I almost forgot Fisher. Yeah, they, they, they look out now. That team—they're uh, not—they're not terrible. They're not terrible. That's a, that's a good team. Uh, they gave us all we wanted. I can tell you that. But um, then the three-six matchup. Now the three-C projectile dysfunction. That's uh, oh, Hoss and Chris Davis used to be on that young Galette's team. They went over to Hoppers. Uh, pretty sure that it cost them. Danny, Danny probably took their soul. I don't know to get them. I don't know what he gave them, but huge signing bonus had to have been. But uh, Danny and Ginger Joe Gleason and uh, Quinn, very, very good player. Very good player. Young player, but very, very good player. Uh, you don't see him in a lot of tournaments. He pretty much doesn't leave Hoppers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but those those guys. That's a good team. It's a really good three seed. They'll be hosting Bia. Bia. One of Danny's former teams. Uh, John Offord and Quinn actually played with Sam Willingham before. He's on Bia now. Uh, yeah, Michael Wallen and uh, Ben Jenka and them. They will go two hoppers tonight at six. Now, I happened to talk to Jenka earlier tonight. I know he's in Athens right now. Uh, I don't know when he comes back, so they might be without old Jacob tonight. Hmm. But we'll see uh, See how B.I. can do there. The four seed. That's Dark United, my team. The winners, by the way, of Nocturnal and Hoppers, they would play uh, the following week. Well, the see who plays the Red Shed is the 4-5 matchup, and it's two of Unique's finest. Dutch United, the four seed. We're here at home. That's my team. And we'll be playing against uh, Matt Jones. Dart's going wild. Matt Jones, Tui, Jeff Side, Sonya, Ryan, and David Howard. 
that team. Um, you know, uh, we were able to get them seven to five during the regular season. It was a really tight match, really good match. Um, we actually won the pro shoot. We were tied five to five, and Wes and I got that one. Uh, we won that pro shoot to win seven to five. Um, it, but look, this is that's that's a really good team. The one thing that I do like is that our team this year we mixed our lineup up a lot, and so they haven't really seen the lineup that we're probably going to go with. Um, Matt Jones likes to think about things. He likes to think about matchups and all that, and I do too. I find it intriguing. I find it as a fun part of, you know, who's on line one, who's on line two, where is this person going to be? And we saw their best lineup. We, we saw what I believe to be their best lineup. Uh, now, I know a lot of times he likes to throw Tui, and he likes to throw somebody with David, and likes to throw somebody with Tui. Uh, but a lot of times, like, he'll put Tui and Cricket and David in 0-1 to start, and then both of them will play singles Cricket. And I get it. I see where he's at on that. But, uh, we're just going to have to throw our darts and see what we can do. Good Lord willing, we'll find a way through. And, uh, yeah, then I, I fully expect to be playing. Uh, the, the four losers will be invited to the tip. But the four winners obviously advance on to the semifinals. And uh, I want to go I want to go play Third Dark Magic again at Redshed. Uh, we played them earlier this year. They beat, us, they beat us badly. We're better than what we showed when we were there against them. And I want to play them again. That's, that's where I'm at. Mm. Only two teams beat us this year. And it was Third Dark Magic and Dark McCummins. The teams that played in the finals last year. And we didn't throw bad, we didn't throw winning darts. There's a difference in throwing good darts and then throwing winning darts. We threw good darts, not winning darts. You want to win in the playoffs, you got to throw winning darts. You got to hit your outs in 01 when you get there. You got to hit key cricket. You know, either you're closing it and stopping them or you're scoring. You know, it, big darts, key moments. Every game you play, there's key moments. You know, you never know when they're going to come, so you got to throw every dart like it's that moment. But uh, that's where it is. You know, I'm sitting here, and it's annoying me because I still have the TVs on waiting on these other games to come. Now I'm watching the U.S. women celebrating. You know, they're celebrating. Not all of them, but most of them. When Kelly O'Hara came in the game, you saw her pointing to her head, uh, to her brain, yelling at her team, we got to be smart, we got to be smart, you know, in the final moments, because we weren't. Lapina's final way, and then after the game was over, when they all came up in a huddle, you see her screaming and talking to them, like, just in her face. She gets it. She knows. I like her being on the team as a leader, yeah, veteran leadership, because what was it one of them said? Uh, we have, we, as she has, I said this after uh, the one of the World Cups recently. Oh, I think she said the 21. I'm not sure. 
You know, he said, I said after one of the World Cups that the team has started focusing more on the accolades and everything that you get from winning and more about the money and stuff than what it took to win. I felt like the entire program was going that way and it's shown on the field. And it's that way in every sport. Mm. Getting to the top of the mountain's hard. Staying there is harder. You're going to get everybody's best shot. You're going to get everybody's best game. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And that right there is going to segue you in. Because I'm going to give a little teaser. I'm going to give a little teaser. My college football show is coming soon. Oh, we're almost there, buddy. Almost there. No, I can't do it yet. I can't do it yet. I got I to gotta do singles league. The singles dark league playoffs start this week as well. I'm going to give you the matchups. Tui was the one seed in the West. He'll face the four seed in the in the East, Wallen. Uh, the winner of that will play the two seed out of the East, Hulse, defending champion, who gets the three seed out of the West. First time in the playoffs, Matt, he earned it. He, he fought through. And Matt had a really hard task of having to buy in the final week. <clears throat> so he just had to sit in the clubhouse and watch all the other scores come in and hope. Then you had uh, the one seed in the East is Drew Rhodes. He was dominant all year long on top of the table. He will place the four seed from the West, the Matt Jones. First time he's ever made the playoffs. So he's going to be excited and geared up. And I'll come back to Matt. Uh, the three seed in the East is Will. And the two seed in the West is Danny. Uh, I have it on good authority because they posted it in the group me. They're going to play Thursday at 5 o'clock at Hoppers. Mm. Now, Matt Jones' game. His last game of the season. <laughs> he had to get five or more points. You play seven games. He And you play all seven. Each game counts for a point. He had to get five or more to get in the playoffs. He was playing Michael Hunger. If Michael Hunger got five or more himself, Hunger would have been in the playoffs. If either of them won four to three, Nick Chichester, who was in the finals last year, member of the Dark Magic, great player, he would have been in the playoffs. So it was a really interesting match. Matt Jones jumps out 3-0. Looking good. Hunger wins the next two. It's three to two. Uh-oh. Jones, he, he finds it. He wins game. He wins uh the next one. He's up 4-2. to two. They're playing the last game. And at this point, if Jones wins, he's in. If Hunger wins, Nick's in. And Jones was hitting big numbers. He's got a good lead. And uh, he threw it the double 16, hit a 16. Threw it the double 8, hit an 8. Threw it the double 4, hit a 4. He's got 4 left. I'm just sitting there going, oh, my goodness. The headline's going to write itself if he chokes this away. You know, because Hunger's bringing it down. And he steps up next round. All the confidence. Bam. Double two. Jonesy hits it. On to the playoffs. Mm. The moments like that, that's what makes the league so fun. You know, and uh, the, the final week of the season. You know, a lot of people. Uh, I, I won the final week 7-0 to end up one point behind Nick. 
<laughs> it, it didn't matter at all uh, because I was I was not good during the entire season. I lost like five or six straight. Uh, I found it towards the end of the season when it was a little bit too late. But uh, luckily, hopefully I've got it for the uh, team league tonight. Anyway, that earlier was a little segue because coming up, you're about to get a couple more podcasts here in the next week or two. And you know what? Football's coming. Spring training's happening. We got the Hall of Fame game Thursday. You got a... You got college football practice has begun. And I'm just going to tell you right now, you need to be looking at your futures. All right? You need to be looking at your futures. I'm going to do you all a favor. We're going to look at the futures for college football to win the championship right now. Georgia's the favorite at plus 200. I'm throwing that out. One plus 200 is terrible odds. I don't like that. Uh, I wouldn't take that. There hasn't been a team three-peat since, what, Minnesota, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I'm not taking not taking Georgia. Alabama is at plus 450. Not taking that. I don't like those odds. Until we name a starting quarterback, do I think Alabama's going to be good? Yes. I'm not stupid. Do I think Georgia's going to be good? Yes. Are we going to take these odds? No. Plus 450 to win a national title. They should all be higher. This is ridiculous. Ohio State plus 650. They do have Marvin Harrison Jr., but they are Ohio State, so I'm going to pass. Michigan plus 800. Harbaugh suspended the first four games. No. Clemson plus 14. No. USC plus... Uh, <laughs> USC plus 1300. Yeah, maybe they win the Pac-12. Maybe they get in. I don't believe in them. Florida State at plus 2,000. Hold on. Hold on. That's that's not bad right there. Florida State, I think, can do some things. Tennessee at plus 3,000. Nope. I think they fall back this year a little bit. Uh, that schedule flips on them. Texas plus 1,800. No, sir. No, sir. That's a waste of money. Sark should have stayed here. He'll be there for a few more years, but not too long. LSU at plus 1,250. Now, that's interesting. Because less than a hit less. Uh, <laughs> it's by Kelly is in year two. <coughs> LSU just won the women's basketball and the college world series, both with coaches in their second year. And now this is his second year. So if you believe in that sort of thing, Plus 1250 is not bad odds. Penn State plus 2300. Notre Dame. <laughs> no, Notre Dame. Sorry. They put them in here. I had to read it. Plus 2400. No thanks. Oregon plus 3600. Get out of here. Washington plus 3800. No. Oklahoma plus 5000. Are you kidding me? They never won a playoff game. Uh, clowns. TCU plus 9000. Yeah. Not a chance. We saw the title game. Thanks for stopping by. Utah plus 5,000. Nope. A&M plus 4,800. Uh, maybe try winning the West first because you've never done that. Um, Ole Miss plus 7,000. Love the lane train, but absolutely not. Wisconsin plus 7,000. Florida plus 15,000. Kentucky plus 15,000. North Carolina plus 15,000. UCLA plus 10. 
We could go on and on. You see where this is going? Auburn plus 15,000. Ha, ha, ha. Not a chance. Um, Miami plus 15,000. Mississippi State plus 15,000. Come on. You're just going through all these clowns now. The, the, the worst odds are plus 25,000. And you're, you can literally get a lot of teams at plus 25,000. Wait, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Vanderbilt, San Diego State, Missouri, Illinois, Houston, you know, Boise, to name a few. Uh, all teams have no shot whatsoever that you bet on if you like to waste money. Um, but value-wise, gambling-wise, Florida State plus 2,000, LSU plus 1,250, very intriguing on those. USC plus 1,300 because I do think they can win the Pac-12 and get in the playoffs. It's just can they do it once they get there. But if you're looking to get there and maybe hedge, those odds aren't bad for that. Um, anyway, so just a little preview. We got the shows coming up soon. Anyway, that is my time. Uh, we were about 40 minutes into the show, so it showed up a few minutes ago. But that is my time. I want to thank you all for listening. Yes, we're pulling for the USA. Just like, you know what? I'll be pulling for the city council and the committee to make the right decision when I go meet them today. But in my heart, do I believe that they will? Absolutely not. Because I don't trust this U.S. Women's National Team. I don't trust the government. I certainly don't trust the city. As long as 1225 is still open, I have no faith in them and them doing the right thing. So, that is my time. Uh, nothing has been decided. You heard from the last podcast yet. Uh, we got committee meeting today. Another ABLA meeting tomorrow. We'll see. But I thank you all for listening. As always, I'll leave you this. Shoot to score. Play to win. And when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.